Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Gumshoe Gamer Podcast, or, uh, I don't know, the podcast, as I sometimes just refer it as, because, you know, it's a pretty long title and all that. Uh, my name is Ethan, or Gumshoe, or whatever, and, uh, yeah, it's February 2021. 20, How did that happen? It's like, a, it feels like it should be... I don't know, like March already has all the amount of stuff that's happened, but anyway, uh, we have a guest is Dylan. Dylan's back. Hey everybody. Glad to be back yet again. Yo, how you go? How's it doing? Oh yeah. Well, how's it doing for you is more like I should say, cause it's been, a, <laughs> it's, 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 it's been a bit since you've been last on. Yes. Um, I've been doing good. Um, as of late, um, you know, still working on the YouTube channel. Um, I, I think, God, I think since last time, I think I finished college. I think has it been that long? Oh my God! Oh no, yeah, yeah, it, it has. It's 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 been a, it's been a what? It's been a bit for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I finished college, and so I've been working on like my own like personal creative projects more um, including my youtube channel which i've been lately the last few weeks i've started streaming every friday on um so i guess if you want to catch that you can see dylan the night owl on youtube and um yeah i got lots of videos i'm currently working on um probably got a couple new ones coming out yeah, uh, cause, well, I've at least the the most recent, your most recent biggest Pro project that that you finished right now was the uh, AMV one. Yes, um, that was my latest one, and I was pretty proud of that one. Um, basically, if you guys, I'm sure you've heard of AMV anime music videos. Um, oh yeah, I'm sure. And if you haven't, yeah. you might you might as well you know do a quick Google or you know just watch this video after after this. It's a it's a very very good wrap up of things that I I didn't even know. Yeah, thank you. Um, I tried to do a good like like if you'd never heard of AMVs, basically you could get a good taste of what a bunch of them are. YouTube did not like this video, which is funny because it was like lots of music being used as it turns out <laughs> so um, wow man who knew music was part of a music video yeah but i wanted to make sure i was like i don't know show the good representation of all the different um like popular amvs and like the different like art forms and styles of them for lack of their term um so yeah i, I definitely recommend it it was a lot of fun to make you actually reminded me of AMV Hell because that's like something that I completely forgot about. And it's like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, I I wasn't around on the internet that much when it when AMV Hell was new. Uh I think when I watched then when I actually watched like the first one, the fourth one was out. Mm -hmm. So kind of late. Um but yeah, I was like, wow, I remember watching these and it's brought back teenage me just on the internet. <laughs> it's like, oh, geez, really spent a lot of time with this, didn't I? Yeah, it's true. Um, basically, same thing for me. Like, um, I guess I have this 
uh, it's weird. It feels like the inspiration for a lot of my videos um, tends to come from, I remember watching this thing and then going down like a rabbit hole of different things connected to that thing. Um, and so it actually started off, the original video was just going to be, um, does anyone remember AMV Hell? Um, but then I thought, well, you know, I, I could also talk about other old AMVs I remember and it just kind of sprawled off into like a whole history of AMVs and stuff like that after a while. So, yeah. Yeah. And about as you all know, the most prolific AMV is the Sonic Gangster's Paradise predicted the future. Yes, it did. It, it certainly did. Uh. <laughs> well, and uh, anyway, outside of like making videos and everything, have you been able to play any games? Yes. So um, I finally have been able to start playing games more because that was something I really severely did not do very often last year, I feel like, um, except for like the occasional thing. Um, right now... Um, I mean, I am playing, like, I am replaying some stuff like, uh, Crash Bandicoot and Fantasy Star. Um, Crash is for, I specifically play that for some footage for an upcoming video. Um, and, uh, Fantasy Star was kind of like, I, I, at some point want to make a videos on that. Not right now, but... It just been so long since I played them. I thought it'd be kind of fun to play in the background while doing some other stuff. Um, Fantasy, okay, Fantasy Star is a series that I have been avoiding, but that's mainly because I don't know where I should start. So, Fantasy Star is one of those interesting. So, like, there, I feel like there's a good cutoff to to know for anyone who doesn't know the end with Fantasy Star. The first four games are like their own thing. Um, oh, okay. I didn't. I I I thought it. Wait. Uh, I thought Fantasy Star was like a Final Fantasy situation where like each of them was their own separate contained. But are they like? So, Fantasy Star one through four, they have their own sets of characters. But unlike Final Fantasy, they are actually all connected in a larger narrative. Oh, okay. Okay. It was actually kind of the first of its kind in that regard. Um, so it's kind of, it's pretty innovative, I suppose you could say for back then, um, back on like the first one was on the master system and the other three on Genesis. Um, after that cutoff point, you get in the fancy star online and, um, universe and stuff like that. Those are more MMO, uh, games. And while they take elements from the first four games, um, I think most people would agree it's fair to say they're not really like those very much um they're just they're just way too different they're they kind of became their own thing after a while yeah um, because that because right now if someone mentions fancy star i immediately think fancy star online too but that's just because of all the sega stuff yes exactly um if anyone ever if you're ever curious about playing the single player ones um there's two ways to go about it okay you can either play one through four in order, just be prepared because, yeah, some of those have some pretty archaic RPG stuff. Are we know? are we are we talking like old school SMT ar archaic or? Um, worse than okay, that? they're a little bit. Honestly, what my my recommendation is, if you go that route, 
please just swallow every pride you all your pride remember that these games were meant to have a strategy guide and just look up a strategy guide online uh because it makes oh, they're game... guide game rpgs oh boy yes the first um i'd say the first three definitely are uh, especially the first one you, you definitely need a guide um now given once you have a guide, which there's actually a, a website called the Fancy Star Cave, um, as well as some walkthroughs. Um, if you have those by your side while playing the game, um, it's it's really easy to get through it pretty quickly. Because um, a lot of it is just like, where the hell do I go? Kind of shit stuff, you know? Oh, no. So, oh, that's like the worst. However, if you just want to play the best one, and the cream of the crop and just kind of know that the others are connected in some kind of way, just play fancy star four. Just okay. Play that one. Cause that's, cause that's the one that um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, but I didn't know if like, Oh, maybe I should probably play the other ones. No, but. you don't have to. The others are cool and interesting, but four to me should be a required playing of anyone who likes JRPGs because um, number one, it's not a guide game. In fact, weirdly enough, it feels super modern. Um, like it's it you if if someone told you this came out like in the two thousands or something like that, and it just happened to have weird Genesis graphics, um, you probably believe them. It even has like they have it has full on cutscenes um, in the style of like comic book panels and stuff like wow, that. Wow, that that is pretty impressive. Yeah. Then um, again, the Genesis is a pretty impressive console. Like, I still look at Comic Zone and think, like, man, this is on the Genesis. Right. No, Genesis definitely was pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, like, story-wise, you can play that one just fine. The only thing you have to know is, like, at some point, I won't spoil it. At some point in the game, there's, like, a reference to stuff in the past. Um, but the game kind of explains it. Um so you don't really need to play the other ones. Um, but fun fact, also, that game, when it first came out, um, I believe cost over, I think it was $120 when Whoa. it first came out. Yes. Because it cost, that was the only way they were ever going to make any money back on it. It was pretty, like, I love, you know, I, I, I love Final Fantasy. Okay, but to me, Fancy Star 4 at that time, um, as far as like uh, graphics and uh, gameplay lost, like story, I guess you could say, um, was really ahead of Final Fantasy at that time. And then they kind of stopped after that. So I mean, yeah, that's that's fair, because I, I, I honestly think, well, I, I mean, six uh, for Final Fantasy anyway, six is my personal favorite, but I would say it's generally seven where the uh where the final fantasy series started to evolve and not just like mm -hmm. uh and not just like a story and narrative but also presentation a lot which i mean like yeah that's kind of like yes we get it we know that already but you know um it's kind of interesting that this genesis game that i've only heard slightly in passing before uh, is like this good and all right, yeah. I'm definitely I'll, I'll definitely check it out whenever sure. I finish Yakuza Seven. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, and I won't spoil it, but um, it technically did like the Final Fantasy, some, a main character dies thing like Seven did, but, uh, but it did before that. Oh, or you mean Chrono Trigger? Because that, that's what I think oh, of. Oh, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, what, what, what have you been playing as of late? Um, three, three things actually, um, that I, I want to say as of note, first up is, uh, is Animusha, the first Animusha game finally got around to that, uh, like a couple weeks ago. Um, actually as we record, as I was recording the, the, the last podcast, um, I was nearing the end of that. Uh, so <laughs> that gives you the, the time frame of how much I, I, I said I've sit on this. And as of that. I've played the game twice. Mm. Um, yeah, I, it was, it's one of those games. Well, I also missed a couple of, of, of extra stuff on my first run through. Not, not a whole lot, but it's like, oh, okay. So I'll just pick up a guide and go through it again. And uh, man, that game is so good. Just, I was going to ask. Um. It, it takes a bit to get used to. It, it's, it's basically the middle ground between something like Devil May Cry and Resident Evil. It's 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 a more slower, methodical in certain aspects way than Devil May Cry, but it's not like a straight up horror game. It is an action game, like one hundred percent. That sounds. I mean, that sounds pretty interesting. I've they've always been in my list of games to eventually play. Um, I've just never gotten around to playing them, um, but. I'll definitely make sure to give them a try at some point. Yeah, um, I should mention though, small caveat. I played the uh, the most recent re-release, remaster, if you want to go with that term, uh, version, which is probably not the version even I would recommend, even though I played it now. Um, mm-hmm. And the only reason is because the soundtrack was was changed. I didn't know that at the time, and the all original soundtrack sounds a lot better. Uh, and also it doesn't come with a lot of the features that the Xbox original re-release of the first game had Genma Animusha, which I looked into Genma Animusha and I'm like, well, it has, uh, not only more content in there, but even like entirely new mechanics, uh, different armor sets. And it's like, why wasn't this implemented in the re-release? Yeah, like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what? Yeah. Genma Animusha, though, is considered to be a lot harder. Uh, so, you know, mileage may vary, but... Um, and if you're wondering if this game's going to be long, no, it's not a long game. My first playthrough, I believe, was four hours. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a very short game, uh, for for sure. It's 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 just... It's, it's one of those games that's just... It's very nice just kind of sit down and play for like a weekend uh for sure and i hear that the that the animusha 2 and animusha 3 are really good like they just improve everything mm-hmm. so i'll probably get around to those at some point uh but yeah um apparently genma animusha though is pretty cheap to find um as long as you have an original as long as you have i think an xbox 360 i don't know if it's if it's compatible for everything but i know it's compatible for the, the for the 360 Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so weird that 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 didn't end up getting the re- the release. 
Um, yeah, that's. If you legit have no other way way way, way to play it, then the re-release is not a bad port. It's just it's kind of lacking some things that you would expect for a re-release. Mm-hmm. So you know, <laughs> just thought I would give that that caveat. But yeah, I found the combat to be very satisfying. Uh, the fixed cameras never caused me too much trouble, except in the optional uh, kind of bloody palace mode that they had where the arena was so small. And since there was only two camera angles, depending on where you were, you would find yourself kind of lost when you have like four big guys just kind of crowd you and you're like, OK, I can't see my character. What am I doing? <laughs> uh but like that's like a challenge mode. It's like okay, I, I I get it. That's supposed to be like part of the challenge, and um, and you do have like moves that are uh, you have some pretty powerful AOE attacks. So it's manageable. I think it's the best way to say it. It, it, it there is a little bit of jank, but it's manageable for sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I definitely do, do do recommend it. Though after finishing that, I don't know what compelled me, but I'm like, hey, I never finished. Uh, Neo One, remember that mm. game? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I picked it up again, and I I want to say I'm I'm halfway through it now. I'm I wasn't expecting it to be as long of a game as it ends up being. Like I I was surprised. Um, and honestly, I think I might like it better than 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 uh, Dark Souls and all and the other Souls like games that I've played. Really, mm-hmm. I um, that's pretty interesting. Um, so I I've played probably the first um, I don't know. I'm gonna say five hours of the game, five six hours of the game. I keep meaning to go back to it at some point. Um, cause I think I think I got it through PlayStation Plus for free. It was it was free for PlayStation Plus. I do remember that. Um, but, um, yeah, at some point I'll have to, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go back to it at some point then. Um, because I always forget about it. I get, see, that's the one thing I've, I have so many random games, sometimes through PS plus, sometimes through steam sales. And then I'll forget about them and I'm like, oh yeah, I started that game and I should probably go back and finish that at some point. Yeah. I mean, that's basically my, my situation too. Um, and it it's it's one of those that like you kind of gotta uh readjust how you play a souls like game because this one is is not it, the the flow of the combat is not exactly the same, and a lot of the flow will depend on which weapons you have like greatly like uh-huh. getting like the way you will uh engage certain encounters with a sword is way different if you have like two swords um and everything has its own combos that you have to spend points to unlock and new moves uh so basically from even the start of the game you kind of got to give okay so what we what are the two weapon types that i'm going to specialize in and then stick with that i see i chose the first the standard sword because it's basically your go-to weapon and is pretty good for everything and then the spear for long range and that and I can say the spear is probably one of my favorites just because it has so many amazing 
uh, like uh, so many um, uh, amazing attacks, and you can do some pretty fun acrobatic stuff with it. Hmm. But yeah, um, the the one thing that was a bit weird is the that that I I found was the uh, the kind of Diablo esque. I don't really know what else to call it. Uh, can drop loot system where there are rare epic legendary versions of weapons that also have their own levels yeah. that are kind of scaled to you or mm-hmm. sorry not to you to the level because this is also a level by level unlike other souls games where they're all kind of connected this is there is a distinct beginning and end to a level and there are side missions that generally will recreate uh stages that you've been to but you play it a bit differently or is a small section of a stage uh, and it has a different objective that you do. So it entirely threw me for a, a loop when I actually got into the game because it starts off, I would say it starts off like you're very traditional uh, for a Souls game. But once you finish that last mission and you realize, oh, this is a mission structure, then it's it, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. I th- and uh, I th- you know, I think I remember um thinking that actually because I, I got again i don't remember how many hours i played but i do remember that being kind of an interesting difference between it and um dark souls um what's weird for me as well is like the three souls like games i've played um i've only beaten one though so far <laughs> um bloodborne some of neo and then some of dark souls all of which play super differently from one another yep um so that was we i had to relearn everything every time so (laughs) that that was uh kind of funny but yeah i kind of yeah honestly that was my biggest hurdle when i decided uh stupidly mind you and i decided to uh, play dark souls 2 oh my god took me forever to learn and unlearn stuff that i learned from the first game I've heard that one's got a lot of different um, mechanics um, from the first. It also has the wonkiest hitboxes I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just, I, I I don't know. I played the, the, uh, uh, the scholar, scholar of the first sin edition. So I don't know. Maybe the original version is better (laughs) Uh, at that. I'm not sure, but that's the version I played. And uh, yeah wow i couldn't finish it i still have yet to finish it i don't know if i ever will i've heard from a lot of people again i'm not i i do not know the ins and outs of this so just uh take my word for it i guess but or or don't i don't know um (laughs) grain assault uh, mode activated yeah yes um it seems like uh a lot of the dark souls fan base seems to uh think the second one is the worst of them um, I've heard different reasons for why I can't, I've not played it, so I don't really know exactly what they're talking about. Um, if you know what I mean, like I get like, oh, okay, that's interesting, but I've not played it. So I don't even know what it's one of those that the, especially if you played the first game, mm-hmm. um, the dip in quality is very noticeable. Mm. Like I would even say hour one, you start to notice like, oh, this is a much di- different game. Okay. Um, and I mean, it kind of makes sense because a lot of the development 
or not a lot, a lot of development, but a lot of the main development leads for Dark Souls 1 were working on Bloodborne at that time. Uh, so it's basically the B team, quote unquote, that did Dark Souls 2. Uh, and Dark Souls 2 is one of those I think has a lot of interesting ideas. Um, and I think it has a better area to explore because it 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 kind of goes it, it does away with the whole trying to be interconnected and it said just kind of does whatever it wants um mm-hmm. so literally you can go uh so like you never exactly know what the next area will hold until you get there and that's kind of fun um mm-hmm. and so with but like when you're playing through it it just feels like a slog more so than the other games mm. And, but yeah, I do know a lot of people that, that like the game, but my, my stance on that is if this is your favorite game, that's because you probably put a hundred plus hours into it and now know everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just don't want to have that commitment for Dark Souls 2. Because for me, if I'm not enjoying, I don't know, my first 10 hours that I probably won't care about the game. No, I mean, that's more than enough time to give the game let it sink in and mm-hmm. if it's not sinking in at that point so yeah. i think at this point i would the only time if i if, if i ever decide to actually finish the game i'm probably just going to stream it that's like the only way that i could see myself mm-hmm. <laughs> basically forcing myself to finish it but i don't want to do that not now <laughs> anyway i the, the 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 last game that I'll briefly talk talk about, which I guess kind of goes into the headline section because it literally came out less than a week ago, um, is Cyber Shadow. This is Yacht Club's newest. Well, I actually I think they just published the game, but um, yeah, Yacht Club, you, you might know from Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 helped publish this this game, Cyber Shadow. It came out. Um, it's if you have Game Pass on either PC or Xbox, then it's also included there, so that's nice. Uh, and it's pretty good, though I do have a few nitpicks. Uh, yeah, so I, I have no, I, I've seen some of the gameplay of the game, stuff like that. Um, I was gonna ask, what's your overall take on it then? It kind of looked a little bit like a callback to stuff like Ninja Gaiden and what have you. Oh yeah, no, definitely, hundred percent. It 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 is it is doing that though nowhere near as hard as hard I should say. Okay. But, but yeah, it's nowhere near as hard as uh, Ninja Gaiden. It, it's a, it's a lot more comfortable. It still has a lot, still has a good amount of challenge, which is one thing that I liked. There is a good amount of challenge, but there's always like a checkpoint near. And since you have you know unlimited lives, dying is never really an issue. It's just learning to overcome that obstacle. Until you know you successfully do, and you move on to the next one, um, which is why I, I I liked it for that. But my biggest problem is this kind of half-assed Metroidvania stuff that they try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then and then again, this is like super nitpick because it's because I I feel like this thing will not be a problem for the majority of people, but it kind of it kind of is for me. When I start up the game, I notice okay, so if this it has this level structure, so I've been I so I went through like the first couple levels, and they're all they're all I read I was like oh it's kind of cool they're all like kind of connected, 
Then I realized about halfway through, oh, that's because I'm getting new upgrades and they want me to go back to levels so I can uh, get things that I missed. So I started doing that. But then I progressed to a point where I can't go easily back to other levels. And I was wondering like, wait, no, but I got like four different upgrades and there's not a teleporter. So I can't go back and to those levels. And then I realized, no, that's because they want to wait till literally end game and then have you go through all the levels again to get a hundred percent. I see. And I'm like, Oh, why? Why? And again, that, 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 that's probably just because of how I play Metrovania's where it's like, Oh, if I get a, a, a cool power up and I remember something, I want to immediately go back there. And the game doesn't allow you to do that uh, a lot. I would say in the beginning it does, but I would say after the halfway point, you're basically stuck until you get to the uh, end game, which is the which is chapter nine and the final uh, chapter. And but any, everything before that, you can go back to. And there's new pathways and uh, different stuff for different challenges. That's all optional. Then you're probably going to do it anyway. But yeah, I I just found that really annoying and kind of not needed. I think that's my biggest thing. It didn't feel like, you know, the exploration in this sort of way was really needed. I feel like if it was just stage to stage then and streamlined, I would have probably enjoyed it a little bit better. So yeah, that's all I have to say about Cyber Shadow. Pretty fun game, and uh, I'd recommend it. It's not too much, especially if you have Game Pass. Hey, there you go. With that all said, let's get into the headlines. Hey, so you know that Not Nights game? Apparently it has a demo. Yeah, it, it, it does. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I Apologies if I butcher the name, but I believe it's pronounced Balan or Banlan. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Balan. Balan? I, yeah, I believe it's Balan. Oh, he Balan. Yeah. yeah Balan Wanderlei. <laughs> Um, Wonder World. Have you have you uh, have you had the chance to play it yet? Yes, I actually have. Uh, what did you think? The of Switch it? version, because I wanted to see how well it would handle on the Switch. And um, I mean, yeah, definitely handles. But oh boy. <laughs> okay. Well, I I sh- I should probably get 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 this out of the way. Yeah, I don't know what to think of it. The demo wasn't really selling me on the game. Uh-huh. Uh, that could just be because 3D platformers, especially collectathon stuff, which it was kind of, uh, doesn't necessarily jive with me the most. Because hmm. um, I tend to like my platformers fast. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, I feel like, though, this game does have an audience. Um, I just don't know how big it is. See, here's, uh, from my perspective, right? I really love 3D platformers and I even really like collectathons. That being said, this game seems really boring to me. I'm going to be really honest. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. See, I thought it was just me. I legit thought it was just me. No. That like, oh, and this is, isn't giant with me, but it's like, oh, it's probably fun for people that like really like, like this, this, this gameplay loop. But So like, <laughs> like, like, okay. So a positive. Okay. I think some of the ideas and some of the things like 
it, you know, some of it looks kind of like it could be cool. You know, I mean, it's if like knights type stuff. My like the two things that kind of stick out to me is I'm not that big a fan of the current aesthetic of it. Um, and that's more of a personal thing. Um, something about it feels very um, plastic or something. Oh, yeah, sure. It, like 100%. It just doesn't quite seem like like it's not like, almost like it's not quite finished. Almost. And maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's just an artistic choice. But sometimes like that, that seems weirdly early or something uncooked you might even say yeah that is the thing too because i was noticing that the demo doesn't seem like it's like like it feels like i'm playing it in alpha yes a a lot of points Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that is just because oh maybe this is like a really early demo but at this point it's a little concerning it is the other thing is and this is a big stickler for me the biggest like funnest part to me with three platformers is you have to make it fun to move and explore. It needs to be fun on its face to move. Um, and then, you know, why you want to keep going. Like, um, I'm not going to go into a million examples, but like Mario 64 is an example. Like you can, you got all these different jump variations and like kicks and slides and things like that. Or even like a hat in time with all of its different hat powers and yes. ways of moving and fun platforming challenges. Exactly. Even stuff like Spyro, um, you have like the gliding thing. He has like head bashes and um, charge jumps. There's all sorts of cra- and, and then of course Sonic as well. But point is, point is, we 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 we're gonna talk about that. Okay. Yes. Yes. We're gonna get to that in a minute. Um, the point is. Um, Ball in Wonderland has one jump button. Every and it's every button. Every button's the jump button. Um and I don't know why that's the case. Um, but it's like something about it either okay, so it's either that's just literally it. Every button's the jump button because you can just jump. Um you can get like power ups where you can put on these costumes and jump in a new way, I guess. Um, yeah, that's that, that's literally all it is. Yeah. It's like, oh sweet, oh sweet. I got like this werewolf thing. It has like claws. Um, we get like some combat. No, no jump. Yes, you just jump. It's just literally jump. And either it's meant to be a really very young kids game, um, which because it feels a little, I don't know. I don't know what how to put it. It just it feels weird that that's the only thing you can do. Um, even as platformers are defined by being able to jump, there's usually more you can do than jump. So I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, that's why I classify this as a game that, well, uh, as this ain't for me, fam, it's one of those. Yeah. It's just like, but, but like, that's the thing is I'm wondering if there is at least some audience for this that doesn't have doesn't you know see the fact that this whole, that all you can do is jump a serious problem it is kind of for me uh because it's like i like more variety mm-hmm. for sure um it's why i like mario galaxy a lot because there's there's more to it than just jumping yes 
and the level design makes that interesting. For this one, it's like, I don't know. I just don't know. No, and it's it's not for me either. Um, it just seems like maybe there, like you say, maybe there is an audience for it, but right now I'm not seeing one, especially if it's like supposed to appeal. If it's just appealing to kids, may, maybe they won't. Maybe they won't mind. Maybe it'll be fine. Um, if it's appealing to like anyone else, I'm sure someone else likes it, but I just don't know anyone else that does. So. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, well, anyway, uh, moving on. New news. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of oxymoron, but whatever. Uh, judgment, you know, or judge, judge eyes, if you're a weeb, um, is getting next gen ports to the PS5 and also Xbox Series X and slash S whatever and also Stadia oh for some reason <laughs> yeah I wonder what <laughs> was it? it's coming next year will Stadia even be a thing next year I have no idea probably not probably not no it'll be the last game released on Stadia it might because um not to get off topic but I know Stadia, like Google made some kind of public statement just recently about, yeah, we're not shutting down Stadia, but basically we're done with it. So, oh, that's like the Google thing. Yeah. You know, when, you know, it's like, yeah, we know Google Plus. Yeah, we're not, we're not shutting it down. It's just going to like not do anything and then shut it down later. Yes. Yeah. So that'll basically be it. So it's, it's, it's dead. We're just waiting for the variant, I guess, at this point. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> uh, but Judgment is the uh, non-Yakuza game, Yakuza game. Because mm-hmm. it's made from the same devs. And uh, I, I, I I, like to classify it as it's a, it's, it's a game that I feel is more geared towards the Western audience and doesn't have, like an audience that doesn't have to play. It's like if the whole fact of getting to Yakuza is a little bit daunting because you've heard how long the games tend to be. There's a lot of them. Then you can play this one because it's pretty, uh, it's a, it's a pretty self-contained story. It has a lot of the same gameplay elements and it's by the same team. And so if you like that, then you'll like the Yakuza games. That's generally where it's kind of, it kind of is. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was a PS4 exclusive uh, now I guess it's coming to Xbox Series X, though. Given the fact that Yakuza Seven is also on that, I, I, I that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so no PC version, which is very interesting. Yeah, that's true. Oh my god, why did they put it the Stadia over P? Like, oh. yeah. no, see, it is on PC. It's on Stadia. That counts, right? Uh. Yeah, it's PC, guys. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for all the streamers to stream a streamed game. Oh, oh my God. And I didn't even think of that. That would be <laughs> yeah. what a disaster at that point. Oh, my God. Such a disaster. <laughs> it's it's truly the Sonic Genesis of its time. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, just a little bit of a PSA. In case you guys don't know about that, 
It's just pretty cool. Be on the lookout for it. Uh, anyway, speaking of actually big news, that's important. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of Sonic stuff that's just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like all this at this point. Well, I, I, I guess they're, I guess they're just trying to make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go at least say the first one. Um, Roger Craig Smith is no longer going to be the voice of Sonic. Um, and apparently so is the, uh, there's rumor that the current VA for tails will no longer be the current VA. Mm. But I mean, like Tails's voice actor changes like yeah. almost every other game. Yeah, that's not that's not even like a shocker. That one. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this this news is definitely very interesting. Um, I guess it's like it's it's weird. You can almost like look at Sonic eras like by their voice actors at this point now. Um, like it's because they change up to that degree. Um, so I guess this would put they really do you're right about that like they really do so like now this would be about a decade of Roger Craig Smith um, and you know when it comes to voice actors and stuff like that um, like whichever voices um, of course I have my favorites or whatever I don't think I know some people are very very opinionated about the voice actors of Sonic um, I am not as opinionated um, I, I won't. I will admit that Roger Craig Sniff was probably not what it, it wasn't my personal favorite for Sonic, but um, you know, he fit the Boom cart, cart, cartoon like perfectly. Yeah, I will say he that. Did th- I feel like that that was like, yeah. But I also kind of feel like it was more written around that. It it was for sure. Um, you so you could definitely tell. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't really the the. Uh, I I honestly okay I honestly think I hate to bring up this game again, but Sonic Forces was probably his worst. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I it's agreed. Just, yeah, it was. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, and yeah. and 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 okay, and to his credit, I think half of that was the script. Yeah. So to be fair here, mm-hmm. it a lot of it was because um, like it was kind of like a combo. Roger Craig Smith, sometimes it depends on like the mood he's going for. Um, sometimes he does kind of like you can tell like the script. It's just like I, like my personal favorite one in Sonic Forces, which to me, I, I, I don't know what they were going for with it was when um, uh, they're like facing Robotnik and he's like, you're just going to take you down like and beat you. I forget what the thing was, but it was like, um. Just like all the other times where you failed so badly. I don't know. Something about it was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that now. It, it just came out so. Ah, oh, like, oh, was that the best take? That- <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's, 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 it's like what we needed after that line is like tails cringing. Yes, we did. It's like it's 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 that type of line where like it's not actually supposed to be funny, but it's taken like it is funny, and it just throws me out of it. It is. Uh... So yeah, no, listen. He tried to make it work. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> like I was like, okay, I'm I'm reading this. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I honestly think that uh, Roger Craig Smith is like a, a for for me anyway, because I'm also not really super opinionated for the voice actors. Um, but I think he's he's perfectly fine. It's just the script often fails him. Mm-hmm. That 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 I I think tends to be the thing. Um, a lot of a lot of the time. Yes. Um, but now now we have this whole debate of who's going to be the new VA, and it's like, wow, man. Yeah. Oh boy, it's it's a, it's a it's a lot. I've been seeing a lot of people going through like different options and like. Um, different, you know, there's a surprising amount that could work, so I'd be open to whatever. Um, I know a lot... But it also just kind of depends on the tone it does. of whatever they're going to do for the new game. It definitely does. Um, like, uh, and that, I guess, will kind of remain to be seen whenever they finally do, like, announce new game stuff. Um, yeah, because I always associate, like, Jason... Griffith with the more serious toned Sonic, mm-hmm. even though I mean, you technically say that could be Ryan Drummond, but you know I feel like Ryan Drummond tends to have a little bit more snark. Yes, the Jason Griffith. Mm-hmm. Um, no, for sure. But you know, I definitely agree. Um, so whatever they're going for next, I mean, it should be interesting. Um, and honestly, uh. I mean, same like part of the same headline is the fact that they also are changing the writers now. Well, as as of we know from this moment, I'll give that little cav- caveat uh, asterisk. As of what we know, um, the the Happy Tree Friends writers are definitely not going to be a part of the writing team anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Uh, but. <laughs> But uh, I'm not sure about the whole writing team. I know that they gotten a, a lot of new people recently. Yes, too. Um, which is which is nice because the this you kind of need some fresh blood. No, for sure they definitely did, and I feel like like getting fresh blood in there for like it's a good way to keep a series going. Sometimes you just get some fresh ideas. Um, so. I, I'm I'm interested to see what kind of take they want to do with it. And as far as like uh, the two popular ones of Sonic Voices, um, I know people are a lot of people want Ben Schwartz um, from the movie, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, it's it's one of those I can see it, but like I don't know if that's the direction they want to go. Right? Like maybe they want to distance them, themselves from the film a bit because they're Sega. Yes, like. <laughs> It could de- if if it came down to it. I know that the actor likes playing him, and I know that like it wouldn't be uncommon. It'd just come down to if that's what Sega really wants. It, yeah, it it really is just coming down to what Sega wants. Someone else that's in the same library of like people that like voice stuff over there is um I forget his name, so I'm sorry. I'll try to remember next time. Uh, the guy who voices Ryuji. Yes, Max. I forget his last name, but yeah, a lot of people like put his voice, and then they put like a pictures of Sonic. Like, yeah, I, I could see him voicing Sonic. That so that's that I could see that being a, a decent option. Um, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see. Um, I suppose 
most of the I'm going to take a wild guess and say a lot of the voices might be changed. Maybe except for oh, for Robot- sure, except for maybe Robotniks. I mean, they could. I just don't know if they would. Mike Pollock, man, he's been voicing Eggman for <laughs> longer than I think any other U.S. voice actors is voicing a Sonic character. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, he's just that good. He is, and so like I feel like at this point he's kind of he is the character at this point. Um, so. Weirdly enough, the change would be much more jarring with him at this point. Or oh, what? I would be super jarring. So I, I feel like he might have one of those rare voice acting jobs where he will probably only be replaced when either A, he retires, or B, um, he passes away. So I. Well, okay, because it's funny. You, it's funny you, you mentioned that because he has actually stated. I can't. I don't know if it's on his Twitter or to or to interview, um, but. I know he stated in the past that every time there's a new Sonic game, he has to audition for Eggman. Mm. So I'm I'm wondering if that's still the case now. I don't know. It could have it, they could have changed. Maybe they were like, yeah, I don't need to audition anymore. We're pretty locked in for this. Mm-hmm. Or if he was able to sign like a, a contract. But I know that that was a thing. Um, uh, for Sonic Forces, I think he was saying that too. That like, oh yeah, I had to audition. That's interesting. Eggman. So. So it's like, okay, they just can't find anyone else as good <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or better, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, speaking of things that we will probably see, be, well, at least I will see because, you know, it's me. Um, Sonic Prime. Oh, yes. Not Sonic Amazon Prime. That's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is a Netflix show that we know something about, I think. Right. Um, so, like, according to Netflix and, like, um, I guess some people associated with it, they said that it's supposed to be 24 episodes and that it's supposed to be more of a action-adventure type show um, that'll, like, have, like, a multi-dimensional story of sorts. I don't know exactly how that going to be worked in but you know it's, it's sonic that th- there's always some way they can do that um yeah that it, that's no stranger to sonic stories i refer back to the comics that literally pull that stunt yeah so many times they do they really they love that like writing uh quirk they they do um and and, and before you guys meet like oh is that like a ken fenders era thing no it's before ken Fenders. no it was from the like freaking the beginning from of the, the beginning play. yeah <laughs> Never forget Evil Sonic. No. That was like a classic villain. Mm-hmm. So like, um, and they said, okay, so like this is the part that gets me the most interested of all that. Okay, well, the action part too, because I was hoping they'd make an action Sonic show again. Um, Yay. Um, nothing against Sonic Boom. I think it definitely had its place. Um, but I was like, oh, man, I wish that we could have an action Sonic show sometime. Um, or again. Mm. Um but like, uh, apparently, it's supposed to be a show about Sonic's set, like finding himself and redemption. Yeah, it said re- it's a story about redemption. Now I don't know if that's going to be Sonic's redemption, sure, or a different character that they may do. Like I don't like again because we don't know a lot mm-hmm. about this other than this just got announced and it's going to be on Netflix. Um, there we the sketch the. 
release window that we have is 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, sometime in 2022, which I think is reasonable. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, probably get it mid is what I'm thinking. But uh, yeah, I think the fact is that we don't know a lot about it is is a little concerning because I'm because at this point I just want to know okay what type of Sonic are you going to be writing? Because I feel like that's uh-huh. that's the thing. Because this could be an entirely new interpretation, which is kind of what I think it's going to be. I feel like this is going to be like a totally different version of Sonic. Um, and the reason why I think that is because the, the main people behind it is a man of action, which uh, you might know from, from Ben 10. Yes. Or you might also know from Big Hero 6 or or more recently, that Mega Man show that nobody liked. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's concerning because it's like, oh, are they going to do the same thing? Right. Make a- and that could definitely be um, a problem. I know uh, now I know this is more distribution stuff, I guess. I know Wild Brain is also involved. And if if you're not uh, familiar, they own all the rights to all the Sonic cartoons at this point. Um, oh yeah. Um, which for some people, they actually because because it's going through the different dimensions. Some people um, are perhaps hoping anyway that there would be um, like episodes that reference older Sonic cartoons. Um, there's a, oh my god, there's a freaking Sonic un un. It's frick, I was gonna say Sonic Unleashed, but no, not not Unleashed. Um, Sonic Underground. Yeah. Uh, one and it's but but like it doesn't end. Yeah, it's like it's, that'd be the that'd be the best deep cut. So like Sonic Underground, Sonic Satayam, Sonic Adventures of Sonic, Sonic Boom. It's all the Sonics. It's the Sonic into the Sonic verse. Um, dude, what if, dude, what if we're gonna have Sonic X version, but you know he brings in the the Space Gundams? Okay, I mean that'd be pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, that arc is simultaneously the worst and best thing to ever happen to Sonic X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it sounds definite. Like to me, this is uh, pitch anyway has me very interested honestly a lot remains to be seen um i'll probably getting some visuals to go with these ideas will help a lot as well. yeah i i think once we have a uh some more information which who knows by the time this podcast will come out uh there might be like sketches like oh here here's some art i know right you know? So just like, i'm like oh great this is outdated yeah but <laughs> right regardless mm-hmm. um it is gonna be i i think as we get closer we'll probably get a better idea of what the show's gonna entail um for definite and uh i just hope it's good because sonic kind of needs good stuff he does he really does yeah. um you know of course they could say this and it means nothing um they said that the show was targeted towards not just kids, but legacy Sonic fans. Um, which is a nice way of saying adults that like Sonic. So, <laughs> yeah, adults that like Sonic. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, so, 
You're not, you're, you're not an adult. You're a legacy human. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very, very polite way of, of, uh, uh recognizing Oof. us, I guess. All, all our legacy gamers rise up. Mm-hmm. So I- I'll be interested. Um, and okay. Random thing. Um, this could mean literally nothing, but I saw it on Twitter today. So I figured I'd just say it. Um, with the Sonic, uh, we have seen the logo for it, for Sonic Prime. Um, mm-hmm. There's something interesting with that, and that's like the Sonic um, logo is like shattered. Um, which, does it, does, it could mean nothing, but there actually is. Sega has certain rules when it comes to distribution of Sonic stuff, like really strict rules. Um, some of them being oh, oh, yeah, yeah. really dumb. And one of them is specifically... Or it was anyway. You cannot like do anything to the Sonic logo. You can't. You can't like. Oh wow! I actually did not know that. Yes, it's one of those like ultra like what the what the hell? Okay, but the the fact that it shattered might. I mean, okay, it could be it could mean nothing. Um, but it might mean that Sega maybe changed their mind with some of that stuff. Um. Which would be for the good because a lot of those like things are really dumb. Like, hey, hey, you rem- you remember the rule that male Sonic characters can't wear pants? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, there's like a rule too where it's like um, Sonic characters are not allowed to show too strong of an emotion. Oh, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> which is which is baffling to me because I'm like, okay. But then you made 06. Yeah, can we like? So it, I, don't don't make that rule. That's a dumb rule. Come on. <laughs> don't you want to see Sonic get pissed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Or don't you want a Sonic that's more like the OVA, where uh, he was freaking emotional? That yes, exactly. So, but yeah, I I just figured I share. Could mean nothing. Could mean a little something. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and also something I should probably mention. Uh, given that it is somewhat related, since it's since it's about Netflix shows. Remember all those like? Uh, remember the uh, uh, the Legend of Zelda Netflix show that was like leaked? Yes. I already, I know. Apparently, that's canceled now. Yeah. A bunch. Uh, uh, and also like a few other ones that Nintendo mm-hmm. was apparently planning. Mm-hmm. And they're citing the reason is because it was leaked, mm-hmm. which I doubt that that's the reason, but I don't know. So it's interesting. I hope, I hope that's on some level. I hope it's not real. Although because one of the shows was a Star Fox show. It's going to be a, yeah, a, like a claymation. It was going to be like, they described it as fantastic Mr. Fox, but Star Fox. Um, so like claymation animation stuff, um, which sounds super cool. I'm hoping that that was a lie. Although, considering, does anyone remember back when Smash Bros? I think it was the fourth one was supposed to have a story, and then it all got leaked online, and so they literally decided they weren't going to have it in the game after that. Oh yeah. Um, wow, I forgot about that. Oh man, yeah. Then, then this, this could be okay. So there's, so, so there is some credence to this, and if it's, it's so I was like, man, could you just like, let's not be that petty, right? 
I wasn't in my that's like oh yeah this is Nintendo they're pretty petty like I would have bought the Blu-ray discs of all those shows man you just uh, I had to do (laughs) man you you know because honestly what I would love is a show uh, a a Star Fox show in the same style that they did that awesome short for Star Fox Zero. Oh yeah, like I'd like that as well. If they did something like that, mm-hmm. um, that'd also be really good. Yeah, also Star Fox Zero got that. Like, what the heck? Yeah. They went all out for that game and it sold like crap because it was on the Wii U and it got... Yeah. yeah. You, it, it's, it's, it's sad because like, I know a lot, because I know people have a lot of criticisms of the game, but a big portion to why it didn't sell is because it was on the Wii U. Yeah. But that, that, that literally is. It's a shame. Um, but yeah. It'll be the last Star Fox game we get. <sighs> anyway, um, so speaking of games, mm-hmm. uh, Resident Evil 8, we got uh, from the last time that I talked about Resident Evil 8. We actually got a demo for the game. Um, that's interesting. If I had a, a you know PS5 and such, I would probably have played the demo, uh-huh. but I don't. So I just looked up a playthrough because uh-huh. I because you know that's how it is now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's Resident Evil Seven again, but you know entirely different setting and a lot more production value i mean that that's i i haven't seen the demo yet and also i could not play because i don't have a ps5 either um like most people at this point uh, <laughs> but uh like the majority mm-hmm. um but i mean that sounds good um because i like resident evil 7 so um if it's more of that with like more monster like variety you know and um well, I mean, now we got a nine foot tall woman ch- chasing you, so yeah. be that as it may be. Yeah, yeah. The, I trust me. I know about that because before I even watched the trailer. Are you sure you? Are you sure you know about that? Maybe I should like tell you again. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. it's like I, I think I, I think half of Twitter was uh, thirsty for her, so I'm pretty sure. I, 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 um, I think I think there is in fact a a a nine foot Amazon vampire. You know, like it's just ready to suck you dry. So, damn. Yeah. And Ethan, the protagonist, is only five foot eleven, apparently. Oh, well. So there you go. <laughs> he still has no face, though. It's still just a shadow. Hmm. Which is honestly like the funniest thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we 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 know he's white. We know he has blonde hair, but but after that, that that's it. We don't know. Maybe face re- <laughs> face reveal at the end of the game. <laughs> Guys, if we get a, if we get a, a million players, I'll do a face reveal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, though, I could see them pull pulling that at the end of, of Resident Evil Eight. They'll do like a face reveal, and then everyone will be pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, speaking of faces, at least they finally fixed Chris. 
Yeah. Um, Chris is really fucking weird because it feels like he's changing like every like every game. He's like got a different face and body and <sighs> yeah. It's the viruses. They've changed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. If this, if this was if this was Metal Gear, I could just say, "Oh, it's nan machines," and people would buy it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh well, I hope he will punch a boulder and then like, but like you know, it actually doesn't break. He's like, ah, oh, I've grown weaker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but like it, it, it looks like a pretty fun game thus far. Um. Yeah, and I and I am one of those people that that really enjoyed Seven, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I thought it did, it did, a lot of things good, and um, I know it's not, tradi- I know it's not a traditional Resident Evil game, but there is still a lot of that DNA in in there. Oh yeah, and I feel like Eight, from the uh, trailer, from the trailer, the demo that I watched, uh, it 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 is looking to be like that saying like there you can tell there is still classic resident evil dna in there it just approached differently mm-hmm. sure yeah kind of kind of like how four was yeah just, yeah exactly that. yeah which I, I know right now that's like the other thing people are just waiting for is for them to just get it over with and just say yes resident evil four is here's the remake um God, if they're gonna remake make that game, then oh, they have a massive amount of uh. <laughs> that, okay, honestly, here's the thing though: if if they are gonna remake make that game, I think it's a massive undertaking. I personally wouldn't do it. No, I don't think it's don't, that smart of an idea. I don't think it is either. I think it's a good way of pissing a lot of people off for no good reason. Now, Code Veronica. <laughs> Now you could do Code Veronica, though. Mm-hmm. I I think that has more merit to remake that game. Sure, mm-hmm. that's a lot of people did not play that, mm-hmm. and it also has one of my probably one of the most annoying Resident Evil characters ever. Mm-hmm. One just I I always forget the dude's name, but the one just keeps hitting on Claire throughout the whole freaking game. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I just. I, I, I forget his name as well. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because he sucks. Mm-hmm. Who cares? So yeah, if they actually make him like a very compelling character, uh, then yeah, I think it could be great. So do that. That's all I'm asking. Capcom is still on their uh, redemption arc. So yeah, been, now we'll just see. They've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, for a while now, so pretty. That's surprisingly good. Oh yeah, especially since like, isn't Monster Hunter also one of Capcom's things? Uh, yes. Yeah, and like Rise is coming out oh, yeah. sometime this year too. So I know that a lot of people are hyped about that too. So like, yeah, man, Capcom has been doing really great. Uh-huh. Wow, man. <laughs> Can we get some of that for uh uh the uh, Sonic now? Yeah, let's let's please. I'm hoping like it's looking like we're getting something new and fresh. Let's just hope the new and fresh is good. It's all I want is good. 
It can be anything, mm. Sega. It can be anything. It just has to be good, please. That's all anyone wants. Okay. Lost World 2. No! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Oops. Uh, uh, but yeah, anyway, um, so Warner Brothers, the, the, the people that, uh, you know, the, the film people, uh, they also have games and apparently, uh, a lot of their games are in development are going to be live services. Crap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there goes that, uh, uh. Now, I should say, the only exception that we know, well, they have at least put a statement out that the, the, the one that is the furthest along in development, Gotham Knights, which is set after Arkham Knight and follows the Bat family after Batman's quote on, spoiler, quote unquote death, uh, looks, that, looks like that won't be a live service, but the other ones will. Well, that is a shame. Um, yeah, that that doesn't really spell anything well for me personally. Because um, that's one. I I just want another fun Arkham game, man. Man, I remember when like Asylum and City, City was new. Yeah, mm-hmm. that got so much hype. Yeah, and like. I'm assuming that also means, because um, I, I think I might be one of the only people that are somewhat interested in it still. Um, the uh, Harry Potter game they're making, I'm guessing that's going to oh, be Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Well. Oh, man. Yeah, that's also going to be live live service, too. Yikes. Okay. Well, no. okay. That's. And then it. Um, okay. Well, I was going to make the joke, and then it doesn't sell like any copies, but no, it, it will. No, uh, I mean, that's the thing is like live services are one of those things where it's not like infamous enough of a term where people won't like a lot of people still buy those games. Mm-hmm. They just the problem is, is just like give it a couple weeks and then people will start getting kind of angry um, because it's just like, OK, the problem. See. I've always said that live service is a fine model. You just got to use it right. And it's not been used right. Like at all. Like, no, no, hasn't. Cause like, Mm -hmm. like a big problem too is, um, okay. Like a a channel, I'm going to plug. This as like a thing. Cause I think they're very good. And it's like, it's, it's weirdly giving me a lot of perspective on live service and MMOs. Um, it's called uh, Nerd Slayer. Um, basically, makes a series called Death of the Game, um, oh, which okay. mostly focuses on MMOs and live service games and like how they eventually die. And I tell you what, they die like for the same reasons all the time. Like, there's usually just like one or two reasons why, and they all screw it up the same way. Um, it, it turns out it's because those games are super expensive to maintain and super like difficult to like it has to be a constant a concerted effort on all parts all engines going constantly um oh yeah that's why anthem failed so bad i mean about i mean a lot of other things too but like oh man yeah like and like literally anthem's one of the games that was on the death of the game show as well so 
Because, like, it, it's, 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 uh, it's a, it's, it's a very difficult service to maintain. But, like, everyone, like, mm-hmm. a lot of developers sell it like this is going to be big. Because potentially, it has the potential to be one of the biggest, coolest, like, um, like, game things out there. Um, but there's, like, a very select few people that actually, like, can succeed at doing it. Um, For sure. So, yeah. And I think... I think that's that's honestly why whenever I hear it's going to be a live service model is just oh, and the problem with these is when you have a lot of games that end up being like that, then it's you got to pick and choose. Yeah. And the the idea is we're going to have this one game that we'll keep pumping out content for. Um, that's a fine enough strategy, but the problem is the base game is almost never good. No. And that's like that's like I feel like the the biggest problem with the, with a lot of these, and it's why I'm weary, because I'm like because like I see, like you know maybe if Anthem was a a full on like this is a great game from start to finish, and then it just happened to get new stuff later, it might have been good. Yes, actually, yeah, but like if the live service thing meant because usually yeah you're right like mostly it means. We have about 10 hours of gameplay on the game right now, but there will be more in the future. But you're paying mm-hmm. $60 for that right now. Um, for the promise. You're paying for the, uh, not, not even promise, but you're paying for the hope yes. that you'll get more out of it later. And at that point, it's like, why even spend the 60 bucks it, or 70 <laughs> Exactly. Like, to me, it should be... Yes, it's a full finished game, beginning, middle, and end, everything. But there's an expanse of stuff where they're going to where they can keep adding stuff um, in the future. Um, it, that that would be a better idea. Or alternatively, if you're really just selling ten hours of gameplay, um, I feel like a better like at, at the very least sell it for forty dollars or something. <laughs> yeah because that's also the thing too is then 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 when more of the game is out maybe like a year year after and if people are still playing it then you could say oh here's the complete yeah or the year one release and that's like full 60 yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that at least would seem a little more fair because that's that's closer to the price range like your like value to my i know like it's a subjective thing sometimes but when the game's like clearly like none of it is there, we just have like building pieces and nothing else, which some of them literally are just that. Like that, I, I I paid for a like almost a beta sometimes. Some of these live services, because um, they a lot of times they're like full of bugs and problems as well. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, never forget Fallout seventy six. Yeah, and oh yeah, in that case, it was like we got a super early, completely bugged out beta. Um, almost verging on alpha, and never when and people paid sixty dollars for it. Oops. Um, They're still promising stuff for it, and I'm like, it, it's it's dead. Yeah, it's dead. It's just abandoned ship. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> please, uh, just abandoned ship. Uh, listen, okay. You have uh both Obsidian 
uh, and Bethesda that are like underneath Xbox, Microsoft now. So, the, so we could get like a New Vegas two. So I feel like if you really want to get you know the Fallout audience back, make a new, new make it just a, just make a, a New Vegas two at the, at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the fans will be like, yeah, okay, we'll forgive you for that. Mm-hmm. You know, wonder. Yeah, like um, no, for sure. Uh, just like definitely model a new Fallout game after New Vegas for sure. Um, if they do that, um, and yeah, just stop focusing on freaking seventy six. Um, focus on like your other games and like maybe having Elder Scrolls Six be a good game and come out over the next span of lifetime. Um, well, like they've perfectly said that. Oh no, this is supposed to be a next gen when they even announced it, and when they announced it, I think it was a cyberpunk situation where they announced that this is a thing that's happening before they even like mm-hmm. started development yes mm-hmm. which is like just like you never do that you never do that even content creators will never do that no no you you can't do that it's 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 a good way of like really disappointing people later on and like keeping that it's, it's all they're going to ask you for years after that it's like every yeah, that, time that is. they're going to mm-hmm. be anticipating when am i going to see this game again and if it's years then every time you have a like a a show it's going to be a little disappointing to people because you they're, they're expecting the big thing um so yeah um oh, oh well anyway that's our rant on games. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what else to call this. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is generally the podcast. It's just, it's just a series of mini rants. Yeah. Just rants and thoughts, I guess, on current day Vidya game. Well, with that all said, I do want to thank you for coming on to the podcast, Dylan. No. This was very, very fun. I'm glad we got to talk about Sonic again because mm-hmm. I haven't had a Sonic-focused one since the film. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which, oh, which, oh my God, that's almost a year. Wow. It's almost a year old. That's crazy. I still need to get the uh, Blu-ray eventually mm-hmm. for the memes. But, you know, I have a poster of it in my room it's it's kind of small though but i do and i i feel like that's that's enough for now yeah yeah for sure <laughs> god what am i doing <laughs> anyway uh but yeah um make sure to check out dylan's youtube channel um twitter and like other stuff you have other stuff i think you have other stuff uh yeah um like two other random things i've uh, not random, but like two other things I've added. I've also added a Minds account, which I'm going to be honest on social media. I'm not the most active person. I do post, but if you want updates to my videos and what have you and other little random things I make, um, you know, feel free to follow me on either one of those. And then um, I, I've also just recently started a Patreon for my channel, um, which uh, well, don't don't go there unless you watch my channel at first, because I mean you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, I you know got like different prizes and different things for people if you're interested in that. Um, to help towards growing the channel and uh, my creative 
stuff. Make oh, make some more of those long ass documentaries. Yes. Yeah, boy. Let's go. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right. With that said, uh, thank you all for listening into the podcast. I hope you all have a fantastic day, night, evening, maybe, if it's that time for you. I don't know. But regardless, uh, hope you all stay safe, stay sane, and take care.